this, but for those of you who don't know this, I am the youngest out of three siblings, okay? So there's my brother who's the oldest, and then my second is my sister, and they're kind of cool. But anyway, so you need to know that my brother is in the army, okay? And so my brother doesn't get a good, like, come home very often for things, so he's always gone, and so he finally came home for Christmas, just like the Christmas that just passed, and he hasn't been home in like three or four years, okay? And the best part about my brother coming home is I feel like there is always like a new story that I get to tell about him when he leaves, um, which is super awesome because he doesn't live here, so I get to tell it to all of you guys, and he has no idea what happens. So, sorry, brother. But, um, so the last time he was here, the story that I want to tell you was uh, kind of little something happened that, um... He messed up a little bit. And so a little background is my sister has this leg lamp, okay? And it's not like, it is literally the weirdest thing. Has anybody ever seen a Christmas story? Like y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, so my sister one year, it's so weird, got this leg lamp for Christmas and like legit, like just think of a leg and then a light bulb and like a lampshade, like that's all it is. And it has like a high heel on. The weirdest thing I've ever seen in my whole life, okay? And she loves this leg lamp. I mean, like, it is like her prized possession. Like, she loves it so much, all right? She got it a couple years ago for Christmas, and, like, the amount of joy that came off of her face when she opened that was like, really? You're stoked about getting a leg lamp for Christmas? And so I think you guys need to understand how much she actually loves this thing, okay? It's like... The very first thing you see when you walk into her and her husband's spare bedroom in their house is like, it's always on. It's just a leg lamp that's always on. It's so weird, y'all. Like, you have no idea. And so, with my brother being home and all, you know, of course, something always goes wrong with your precious leg lamp. And so, my brother, his side of the story, okay, before I tell you what happened, his side of the story is he was so tired from like flying on a plane all day. And then when it was bedtime, he really had to pee. And of course, because he was so tired from flying all day, he doesn't really talk like this. So he was like so tired from flying all day that he didn't turn on the light to go pee. And so he made it to the bathroom okay. But um, on the way back, he um, tripped over himself and um, shattered the leg lamp. Like, I know. I know, it was, it was very devastating. My sister yelled. There were some words that were flown around that I can't say at church. Um, and so it got a little hectic in her house this Christmas. And this lamp was not fixable, like at all. You could not super glue it into like a thousand billion little pieces or duct tape it. It would just look so weird. It was not fixable at all. And so now, every time my sister walks by her poor spare bedroom, where that leg lamp used to lit perfectly, she just goes, and has this like, like yuck feeling now because of the remnants of her beautiful leg lamp, which is no longer, thanks to my brother. Thank you, Brandon. And so she is disgusted, all right? She feels yuck every time she walks by this lamp. And I wonder like how many times have you guys kind of felt like this when you try to fix something and something can't be fixed, that it's just like this, ugh, like yuck kind of feeling, right? And you can't fix it and it's, it's broke forever. Like there's nothing you can do. And you just get this feeling 
and it stinks, okay? And so tonight, we are in our second week of our yuck series, all right? And so tonight, I wanna talk to you guys about this idea of what happens when something doesn't get fixed. And now, I'm not talking about like when your brother breaks your leg lamps and you can't fix that, or like when your mom gets a flat tire and you're like, I don't, I don't know how to fix that. I don't, beats me, I don't understand. No, I'm talking about like what happens when your parents are fighting so much and they separate and you can't fix it, right? And I'm talking what happens when you get in the biggest fight with your best friend and it can't be fixed, right? Nothing happens from it. Or what happens when somebody you love so dearly finds out they have cancer and you can't do anything to fix it. That is what we're talking about. And so a couple months ago, if you guys remember this, we talked about this idea of having crucial conversation, okay? And a crucial conversation happens, instead of avoiding a subject, you should confront the subject, okay? And so that's sitting down and having like this professional, mature conversation about how you feel and hoping that it gets resolved. And so I'm guessing that if you guys are wondering, well, I'm here because I don't know how it's supposed to get fixed, that that conversation didn't necessarily go how you thought it was gonna be, right? Something didn't end that never got resolved and now you're sitting here wondering, how am I supposed to fix it if that didn't work? And so tonight, I wanna tell you guys three things we can do when something doesn't get fixed. But of course, um, because it is 4640 and our Yuck series, what better way to do that than smoothie of death, right? Okay, and so I invited our lovely, beloved intern, Jake. Everybody give it up for Jake. Oh, I'm yep. honored, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And so, um, because this is 4640 and we like to get disgusting a little bit, um, for every point that I say tonight, Jake's gonna have to add something into the smoothie, okay? And possibly at like the end of service, he like may have to drink it. Like just, just possibly, you might have to, okay? Uh, um, so, I might have to what? Um, drink the smoothie of death. Okay. Um, Done, okay. Okay. All right, good, he's on board. So the first thing that we need to do if something doesn't get fixed, is forgive them. And now you're probably like, uh, Pastor Brittany, why should I have to forgive them? Like, you don't even know what they did to me. Like, how am I supposed to forgive somebody um, when they didn't even say sorry? See, what does it look like when we don't forgive someone? Unforgiveness leaves us bitter and angry. See, our own pride will often make it seem like we don't have to forgive. Right, and we'll make up all these excuses that is like, well, um, no, because why should I forgive them when you don't understand how our fight ended and you don't understand any of it and, and how am I supposed to forgive someone when they don't deserve to be forgiven? What do you expect me to do? Well, choosing not to forgive someone is a lot like adding earthworms and onions into a smoothie. That's right, y'all, earthworms and onions. These these Those are earthworms. Large Canadian night crawlers. <laughs> Not only we bought are the, the large ones. 
And I mean, maybe a little dirt. They're Canadian too. So them Canadians. I don't Canadians know if that makes a difference. Know but what they're I'm, doing. I kind of. Ah! Okay, come on, come on, little guy. I I know you don't want to die. I don't want to die, but oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh. All right, not just I'm one. Gonna, like you need this, to put. You're just, not just drinking one, okay? Two? Sure. Two? Okay, All two? Right. Two Canadian death worms. Two Canadian death into worms. Into your smoothie. Okay. Five? Oh. Okay, five. I five. was trying to be nice, I don't want to get fired. We're Excuse doing me, five. boss said five. Oh, that so one's stringy. Three? Uh, okay, four. That's right. There's a little bit of dirt in there, too. I mean, well, I didn't need a What's whole lot saying? of meat today, so dirt. I guess I'll get my protein, huh? Sorry, guys. I think that uh, guy... I can't look at that. I think that guy got cut on the blade. I'm glad I'm here and you're there. Jake, we love you as an intern. You do oh, great. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I love me, too. <sighs> okay, that's gross. Oh! <laughs> We're leaving it. See, unforgiveness leaves us feeling like that, like the, right? Like the yuck, like the disgusting. Oh, the onion. And the onion. Do you have a knife anywhere? Scott, Will? Put it all in there. The whole thing? Yep. I don't, I don't think the whole thing will cut. Don't worry, y'all. Pastor Will saves the day. <laughs> that is a very big onion. Oh. 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 This is, they're okay. They're yeah, they're getting eating. food so that Jake can then get their food. Dude, the human cycle, it's fine. So unforgiveness feels us like this, right? Do y'all feel like that gross, disgusting, black kind of thing? And y'all, I understand if you have been hurt, I really do. I get it and it stinks. And for that, I'm really sorry. And I'm not saying that you don't get to hurt, right? I'm not saying that you don't get to feel the pain that you went through because you do. But I am saying that God calls us to forgive, right? It's straight up biblical, right? God calls us to forgive. And when we forgive, it's mostly for us. Right? It's most beneficial for us when we forgive. See, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Do you hear that? It's in the Bible, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And now sometimes, I'm not saying forgiveness is easy, okay? But sometimes you might have to wake up and you're like, okay, God, today I choose to forgive blank for what they've done. And maybe, maybe it's not an every morning thing. Maybe it has to be an hourly thing. Okay, maybe you're like, okay, God, I know that I just forgave this person, but it's been 59 minutes and I need to do it again. And so God, I choose to forgive my mom for walking out on us, right? Fill in your blank. Forgiveness is for us, it's in the Bible. That means we have to do it. See, when we choose bitterness and unforgiveness, we're essentially saying to that person, get up on the cross because Jesus didn't pay enough for you. 
right? How messed up is that? That if we can't forgive people, when Jesus willingly got up on that cross and said, I know that you guys are gonna betray me. I know that you're gonna sin. I know that you're gonna lie. I know that you're gonna mess up. But he still willingly got up on that cross and said, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. So don't you think that if Jesus can forgive us, right, the same power that lives in us should be able to forgive somebody for what they've done, right? And I'm not saying that after forgiveness, everything just gets better and there's no issues and that these people just get to walk back into your life. No, but I'm saying forgiveness is gonna leave you feeling better, right? It's gonna take away that anger and that bitterness that you're feeling towards that person. It's gonna make you feel lighter. See, when we choose forgiveness, it's like adding a delicious scoop of chocolate ice cream into the good smoothie. Oh, Jake, the good um, smoothie. Jake, so I didn't tell you this earlier, but you have to eat the gross one, and um, this is the good one. Oh. And you, you, you eat the good one too? No. Oh. Okay. No, I, I, uh, it'll be a surprise on who gets that one. Uh, okay. So it's fine. I, Okay. So it's like putting delicious chocolate ice cream in there, right? When we forgive, we feel better, right? We feel lighter. Maybe not after drinking the chocolate ice cream, but it's still going to taste delicious, right? And so I know, y'all, in my life, there are days, like personally, where I will be having the worst day ever, okay? And I'll be angry, and I don't want to talk to anybody, and anybody tries to get me to do something, and I'm like, no, like leave me alone. And I'll be like, God. What is happening? Why is that? And a lot of times he shows me, hey, Britt, you still have some unforgiveness you need to deal with. And so right then and there, I sit down, I'm like, okay, God, will you please show me who it is that I need to forgive? Will you please show me who it is that maybe hurt me, but I still need to forgive them? And then right away, God will bring somebody to my heart. And I'm like, oh, well, let me forgive them right then and there. And then it's like, in the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive blank for blank, and immediately, I feel so much better, right? As I feel so much loud, like I'm back to my loud, obnoxious self, which is awesome, okay? I'm pretty awesome. And the second thing we need to do is to lay it down. And so to lay it down means to surrender. And surrender means to trust, right? When we lay it down, that's saying, I trust God that he fully will take care of everything for me that I don't have to carry this pain, that I don't have to carry any of this anymore because I'm gonna trust in a God who created me. And it's, it's laying down a relationship that won't get fixed, right? It's laying down the best friend that you've ever had, but you guys are in the biggest fight and you don't understand how it's supposed to get better and you don't see how it's supposed to get fixed and you don't see the end of it. But it's not just relationships that we can lay down, right? It's our problems too. And a lot of times our problems are gonna look different. Maybe that's a sin that you can't seem to get rid of, right? Maybe you don't wanna look at porn, but you keep looking at it anyway. Or maybe all of your friends are cussing and you're like, I really don't, I don't wanna cuss, but you keep doing it anyway. And see, to lay it down means that we say, God, I fully recognize that I cannot do this that I don't know what I'm doing, that what I'm doing just can't be fixed. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm gonna choose to lay it down to you. But when we choose not to lay down those things we can't fix, 
It's like adding cottage cheese and pickle juice to your smoothie of death. Well, cottage cheese. We don't. Do we have cottage cheese? No, we don't. All right, add the pickle juice and kale. <laughs> oh, kale. Oh. Man, nobody likes kale except Sarah. That's okay. That's. No, they're swimming. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, they're swimming. They're swimming. Even, Look, I swimming. See them. They're moving. They're swimming. It's okay. They're still alive. It's fine. All right, Kale. Ugh. I won't be after this, though. Come on, Kale. Kale's not that bad. Ah! Oh, Brandon comes to oh, Nice. Okay. Oh, that's so kind of you, Brandon. All right, there's, there's some leafy greens of death and... And hatred and how do you guys feel right now? Do you feel kind of like like see homegirl knows how this feels? You'll be okay. Yeah, right. you don't have to watch him drink it at the end. It's okay. I'll take You're the rest fine. of this home though. See, when we don't lay down our sins, our problems, our relationship, it starts to feel that yuck again, right? You start to feel like that kind of feeling because it's not ours to carry in the first place. See, to lay something down with God means you don't pick it back up. See, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. See, the God that we serve, the God that you come here and worship week after week after week cares what you go through. He wants to know every single detail of your week. He wants to know every single detail of the sin that you can't seem to shake. He wants to know everything. He wants to be so present, right? Think of your best friend. You know, you talk to them about absolutely everything. God wants that with you too, right? And, and the best part about God is, is when you lay something down, he will carry it for you. Right? That means that you don't have to go through the pain of trying to kick a bad habit or trying to kick a sin or anything like that because once you lay it down, it's his. And so right now, y'all, if I could be honest with you guys, I'm walking through something right now that I don't see the end, okay? I don't know how it could possibly be fixed. I don't know how it gets better. I don't know any of it. I don't see like the light at the end of the tunnel, and the magical fix that it's gonna be in like a couple months or however long it takes. But I do know that it's not mine to carry, right? That the pain that I feel is not mine to carry. And so I physically, because when we physically do something, our brain connects it. So I physically, and this might have to be every morning, kind of how you do with forgiveness, it's all up to you. But for what I do is I have to wake up in the morning, so I'm like, okay, God, I choose to lay down this problem, right? And I hold my hands out and I say, I choose to trust you with it. And I actually get down on the ground, because if I do this, then I know I can't pick it back up. And I get down on the ground and I say, in Jesus' name, I lay it down and I choose not to pick it back up. And that's it. And in return, God's like, okay, that's all you had to do. I'll carry it for you, don't worry about it. That pain, all of that, those burdens, those aren't yours to carry. I will do it for you. And when we lay something down, it's like putting delicious, sweet chocolate syrup in the good smoothie of life. That I get to drink after this. Yeah, sure.
Okay. Ooh. Whatever you say, Jake. That looks delicious. I'm just gonna pour like this whole thing in there. Okay, this is a. We're not going for like heart attack. Oh. That's that's plenty. Y'all, that's good, right? Okay. That's nope, plenty, good. okay? Good, good. But when we lay it down, we feel lighter, okay? We feel like this sweetness wash over us uh, and like this complete peace because God's like, I got you. I got your problems. I have everything. You don't have to worry about a thing. And so the third, the third thing tonight is what is your response going to be? See, I understand, guys, that a lot of pain can come when we're trying to take on stuff that we can't fix, right? A lot of pain can come through that. And I understand that, okay? I really do. But you need to understand that you also have a choice on what your response is gonna be, right? See, all of these people can try to tell you to react this way or say this or do something like this or they'll try to tell you what to do. But ultimately, it's your choice, right? I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you what your emotions should be. I can't tell you any of that. But you can. And so a couple things you need to know first is, guys, it is 100% okay to cry, okay? It is 100% okay to let yourself feel the pain and the grieving of what happened, of what you've been through. That's okay, all right? That means you're human, Right? You're allowed to feel things, but there's also a difference because you can't let your emotions dictate your response. Your emotions don't get to decide how you're going to react to something. Your emotions let you feel, and that's okay because we're human, we feel things, but they don't get to decide what our response is gonna be. And guys, let me tell you, I thought that crying meant you were a weenie, okay? Gonna be straight up honest. I thought it meant that you were weak, that people thought less of you because you cried, and y'all, let me tell you right now, that is a straight up lie, okay? And I learned this the hard way, thanks to um, Sierra and Pastor Sean, they taught me it is okay to cry, okay? Pastor Sean cries a lot for a man, and that's okay. <laughs> it's 100% okay. Because sometimes when we don't have words to say how we feel, a lot of times our emotions will feel it for us. So the Bible says in Psalm 56, 8, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. To me, that doesn't sound like crying makes you a weenie. That sounds like I have a God who cares a whole lot about me. And see, emotions are good, okay? It's healthy to allow yourself to feel them. But they don't get to lead us, right? They don't get to decide how we respond. Okay, now, have you guys ever met someone that like, you're so stoked when you're at school and you're like about to give them a high five and you're like, yeah, dog, what's up? And they're like, no, oh, man. <sighs> <sighs> well, my dog ran away. feel this with me and they throw themselves like the biggest pity party ever right does anybody know somebody like that see I had I had this best friend growing up 
I had this best friend growing up, okay? And every time I saw her, I was like, yo, girl, what's up? Like, wanted for a high five, wanted for a hug, and she would just pull you down immediately, right? She would just throw herself the biggest pity party in the entire world. She would drag everybody in on it. She would tell literally, guys, like our whole entire school, all of her drama, everything that's happening in her life, and immediately I went from being so happy, ready to high five, to, oh, well now I just, I feel bad too because I got a PB&J for lunch and I didn't get this and I wanted this. And like immediately, right, you're pulled into their pity party. And a lot of times when you let your emotions dictate your response, it's a lot like eating jalapenos and sardines. <laughs> so, so gross. Yeah, that's I how. Can, I've never had sardines. Oh, why do we get in a smoothie? And this is definitely not a good intro. And I also can't do spicy, so. Well, good luck, Jake. Yeah. This is why interns are the best. Yeah. Can you guys see this? See, so guys, life is not about what happens to you. Right? It's about how we respond to it. What is your response going to be? Right? Are you going to throw yourself this big pity party and make everybody feel bad with you just because one thing can't get fixed? Right? Are you going to see what God actually has to say about this? See, the Bible says in Romans 5.3, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. So you can throw yourself a pity party or you can rejoice in your sufferings, right? You can rejoice in the things that you can't fix knowing that God has it, right? Knowing that once you lay it down, once you've forgiven him all of that, it's gone, right? See, there's a verse in the Bible that says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And straight up, guys, the first time I heard that, I said, that's crap, okay? Because I was like, God, listen, um, I don't know if you actually know what I'm walking through right now, but how is your joy supposed to be my strength? I didn't understand that until I asked God. I was like, okay, apparently if this is in the Bible, it's real and it has to be true. And so I said, God, show me that. In the midst of what I'm walking through, show me what that means, that your joy is my strength. Show me how I have joy through that. And guys, little side note, um, if you ask God for something, be prepared that he's gonna show you. Okay, straight up. And so in the midst of all this, guys, as my parents were separating, as there was things that I tried to fix left and right that just weren't happening, weren't getting fixed, I was filled with so much joy, it was unreal. Right, because that's true. And if it wasn't in the Bible, it wouldn't be true. Right, so the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I went from throwing like myself pity parties to all this stuff to try and drag people into what I'm feeling to, oh wait, I can rejoice in my sufferings and I can have joy. I can have joy. No matter what, I can always have joy. And when we respond with what God wants us to respond, it's like adding the final ingredient to the delicious chocolate shake of the creamy milk. Put that up in there. It's so good. It's like a triple chocolate heart attack. It's amazing. And I want it. And yours doesn't get anything added, so you're welcome. 
But despite of what you're facing, guys, I want you to know that it doesn't matter if you're walking through something so terrible that you can't see the end. That if you respond with God's joy, if you respond with what the Bible says, it is gonna be okay. Right? You are gonna be perfectly fine. And so Jake here um, decided not to forgive who was hurting him. He decided not to lay down what was coming against him. And of course, he threw himself a pity party. So for that, Jake, you get to blend up that smoothie and eat it. You might need more pickle juice, like you might need some more base. I think, yeah, maybe. You know, I don't, the only thing that I can straight up smell that from is, here. The only thing that what? I can stomach in this is the cottage cheese. You're about the stomach at all. Oh, I know. Yeah. I got you a trash can. Oh, thank you, Brandon. You're so thoughtful. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Guys, this job That's is literally even... the coolest job ever. It's not even blending. It looks like um, like it's a healthy. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Oh, I can smell that so bad. I can hear the fish scales. <laughs> it's not. Okay, it, all right, I'm oh, out. Oh, ah, no. It is so gross. <laughs> Ew. Drink up, Jake. But first, um, uh, okay, Jake, that one's all yours. Um, This one, because I actually forgave the people that hurt me. And I laid it down, and of course, my response was, heck yeah, I'm gonna rejoice. Um, I'm gonna drink the delicious one, the triple chocolate heart attack thing of life. That looks just amazing. Don't ask how she's in there, I saw that, Will. Okay, this smells so bad. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, that looks so, did you put the whipped cream in there? Oh, that's so nice. No, that's my favorite. I love that. This looks delicious. No, you, you have to press the button that you just pressed again. No, just press the button. <laughs> this one doesn't work in the cafe. Oh, that looks, oh, that so, looks good. so good. You got me sprinkles. Oh, thank, you. thank you, Will. Oh, Will. Oh, man. Oh, thank Back it off, Jake. You should have followed what the Bible said. Hey, cheers, Jake. Don't get close to it. <laughs> cheers. You got to drink up, pal. No, that's good. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, get that way. Jake, drink it! Drink it! Drink it! <laughs> oh, your face is changing colors. Jake, breathe! Breathe! Come on, get another bath. Come on, you can do it. Yeah, Jake! Woo! Yeah! Good job, Jake! All right, y'all, let's go ahead, let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, and let's pray. 
Jesus, we just love you so much, and we thank you um, for each and every one of these kids in this room. And God, I just pray that if there's any in unforgiveness in us, God, that you would just bring that person to light, Lord. You would teach us how to forgive, God. You would, you would encourage us to lay it down, and that our response would be what you want. God, we love you so much. And I just thank you again for each and every one of these kids. And everybody say it. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.